job fairs. They were a big part of my recruiting and hiring efforts at the department. Some job fairs were very productive, while others were less so. The University of Evansville is a private college in southern Indiana, and they offered our department a free table at their senior job fair. Now, U of E offers a variety of liberal arts degrees, but it's known for its engineering program. It was only a couple of hours drive, and with recruiting and hiring getting more and more competitive every day, I decided to give it a shot. I packed up the cruiser and headed south. I arrived an hour before the job fair started and got set up. Quickly, I noticed I was the only police agency in attendance. More opportunities for me. When the job fair started, I was standing in front of my table, decked out in my dress uniform. The hall quickly filled up, and I nodded and greeted everyone who walked past. No one stopped. The minutes turned into hours, and I did not have one single person interested in stopping and talking to me about law enforcement. As the day wore on, it became clear that I had made a terrible mistake, and I was not going to get any applicants from here. That's when I noticed a young man approaching my table. He had a smile on his face, and he was headed right towards me. I perked up, and as he got close, I said, Interested in a career in law enforcement? He said, God, no. I'm going to be an engineer. You just looked lonely, so I thought I would come say hi. Well, with that kind of observation ability, he seemed destined for a cop job. It's time to start telling our own stories. I'm Steve Kellums, and welcome to Blue Canary. Recruiting and hiring officers might be one of the most difficult things to do at a police department right now. As needs rise, applicant numbers continue to drop. What was once a competitive process for agencies has turned into a fight for qualified applicants. It's critical that agencies understand what's going on in the mind of the new hire and focus their energies on getting good applicants in the door and keeping them. Many departments have decided to face the applicant challenge by foregoing the traditional new police applicant and focusing their recruiting and hiring energy on the lateral officer. The lateral officer is an officer with prior law enforcement experience, but that is a dwindling market with the average age of officers growing in 2019 to over 39 years old and the average retirement age dropping to 50 years old. It won't be long before there are no more laterals to hire. Ultimately, the problem is that agencies are still hiring like it's 1999. Long and difficult hiring processes and automatic disqualifiers like prior drug usage tied in with that worldview that the department can be picky about their recruits is leaving agencies not just struggling from lack of recruits, but dying. Today, the new recruit is going to pick their agency, not the other way around. And police departments have to understand this new dynamic. They have to understand why the new officer takes jobs and keeps jobs. Recently, I had a chance to talk to a college senior preparing to graduate and looking for employment in law enforcement. I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to give the listeners a look into what's going on in the head of an applicant. While interviewing him, I couldn't help but picture the scene from Office Space where the Bobs are talking about Peter. Now, we had a chance to meet this young man, and boy, that's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. We wouldn't want to do anything that would affect his ability to get a job, so we'll not be sharing his name but we are going to share his thoughts. My obvious first question was why? Why do you want to get into law enforcement? I think that it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. And it's, I think it's definitely something that I could do to help people. And that's really what I want to do. When I was first applying to colleges and thinking about what I wanted to do, initially I was thinking about business and I kind of just waned away from that. And 
So I started to, I guess, switch my priorities of what I wanted to do with my life. So initially I, I wanted to really focus on like making money and trying to be successful in I guess a standard way. But the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to actually like enjoy what I do. I feel like I get some sort of like fulfillment out of it, even with how things have gone in the uh, past year or so with uh, law enforcement, it can be a job that is, should be respected, I guess. Helping people, enjoying the work, doing something fulfilling, and being part of a career that should be respected. I think we can sum his answers up into one simple sentence. Being a part of something special. This is a common sentiment among the younger generations and should be a cornerstone of everything an agency tries to develop. Many police applicants have family members in law enforcement, so I asked him if he had any law enforcement role models or any specific interactions with police that helped him make his decision to pursue law enforcement as a career. One of my friends when I was growing up, his dad was in law enforcement and we had the D.A.R.E. program at our school. And so he would come in and do the D.A.R.E. program. And I don't know, I always kind of just admired him because he was a very nice, genuine guy. And he just made officers seem like they were just good people and they enjoyed what they did and they were doing it for the right reasons. Other than that, I I mean, I've went on a ride along just this past winter. Ride along programs offer citizens the opportunity to ride with officers during their shift and get an idea of what police work is like. Some agencies offer this type of program frequently, while others discourage it. I was curious if this was interesting or helpful to someone thinking about becoming a cop. Yeah, so it was actually really interesting. My mother's boyfriend knew this law enforcement officer there, and I was pretty nervous. So I got there, and he was saying, like, well, tonight can be really busy, and we can go from call to call, or it can be just really boring, and we'll get, like, three calls all night. And it was definitely more leaning towards the boring side, I would say. The way that he was describing, like, the busy night, because this was a couple days before Christmas. And so he was saying, around this time of year, a bunch of people come back from school and family comes in town and they just like attack each other. They don't want to be in the same house. So they shoot each other, they stab each other. And I was like, wow, okay, so we could really get into some stuff tonight. And as we were just driving along, driving through, I think I went at 9 p.m. is when I started. And I left at at 2 or 3 a.m. We kept driving through and he would just be like, well, uh, right there, you see that like sidewalk? Someone died there two weeks ago. And I was was like, oh, wow, okay. And then we drove for a couple more minutes and it was, yep, over there, somebody got stabbed a few months ago. And it was very... It was eye-opening in like, and not quite a direct way. I mean, I didn't, we didn't have any sort of like action calls like that. So it was more of, it kind of like made me realize that not every night's going to be action-packed and the type of things that you'd see in movies or shows, but there are those times and you got to be ready for those times. So I wouldn't say it dramatically changed it in either way. I guess if anything, it just kind of more affirmed it. It definitely, I think it definitely made me more interested. Law enforcement is a challenging career. And a decision to take a cop job can have profound effects on your friends and family. I was interested if his family and friends supported his career choice. So my mom, she does not really want me to get into that at all. She's been the one that I've talked to the most about it. And she knows the most. She's helping me like apply to some places and she's getting a, my name out there, I guess. But she thinks that the time to go into law enforcement, this is like a bad time to do it. And she's worried for my safety and whatnot. So... She's kind of apprehensive in that way, but she if I want to do it, she's going to support me. My friends are a little bit different. They don't quite see law enforcement in the same way that my mom does. And so they have, I guess, just a more negative view. So we don't really talk about it all that much. 
well, things with last summer that happened with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And I think that those can definitely shed a bad light on law enforcement and all the protests that were happening. And all my roommates, they've protested. And I mean, I think a lot of there can be a lot of influence from social media and whatnot and the news. And I think a lot of law enforcement officers, I mean, specifically police officers, they kind of get put into a bad light because every day there are just so many interactions between the public and police officers and just a few of the bad ones get shown they get captured on camera and that makes it seem that makes a lot of people think that every police officer is bad that they're all racist that they're all just not who you would want protecting and serving i think many of us can relate to mom not being very keen on him becoming a cop but the interesting take is his circle of friends in today's climate not many people feel that policing is a selfless career focused on bettering the community, and instead they focus on what the TV is telling them. Bucking that type of peer pressure is refreshing to see in a young person. Now, when he started talking about the way his friends felt towards law enforcement, I asked him if he had gone to any of the protests that had swept the country in the wake of the death of George Floyd. He said he had, and then he went on to describe that experience. So I, I would say that I, I went because I was protesting police brutality. I'm not, there was a lot of people there that were, that had signs that were just anti-police in general. And I wasn't really supporting that. I went with my girlfriend and her dad, who's actually a detective. And I don't know, it was kind of, it was a little odd being in this group when a lot of them, a lot of the loud people are like having like the phrases ACAB or however you'd say it. And I don't necessarily feel that way, but I definitely obviously disagree with police brutality. I think that there has to be some sort of, I guess, limit on how much they can get away with. If his answer to that question makes you mad, you might want to get over that pretty quickly. The new generation of officers coming into law enforcement have grown up with protest against police. Remember the anti-police protests in Ferguson, Missouri were in 2014. That means he was 14 years old when Michael Brown was killed. It is impossible for the next generation of police officers not to have been affected by this. Now, building on the discussion of police brutality, I asked him if he was getting into the career to specifically combat that type of issue or if he felt that those incidents wouldn't happen to him. He really struggled with his response here, and I think it speaks volumes to the lack of experience new applicants have in the field. We're going to have to make them understand that horrible things can and do happen everywhere, and we have to prepare them to be able to deal with those events, whether they be from the outside or from the inside. So I think a lot of that depends on where I go. And so I wouldn't really, I don't think I would necessarily come across those problems as frequently, but I definitely would like to think that I would try my best to change them because, I mean, it's a problem no matter where you are. And it, even if it's one isolated incident, that still isn't something that should be happening. But I mean, I don't think that it's an overarching, like universal problem. I think that there are just definitely people that are problematic. Kind of like, as you asked, and as I uh, alluded to, I definitely want to Try to show that that's not a that's not how the job should be done. And that's not what police officers are like. I mean, because obviously it's a little different. People are saying that a lot of police officers are racist and I'm not a minority. So I, I haven't had an experience personally with any law enforcement in that way. So I can't really speak on that. But as much as my experiences have given me, I haven't seen a cop who's been too bad or too problematic. So I don't know. I definitely, I don't think it's completely swayed, swayed me away. It's definitely uh, made me think, I'd say a little bit and uh, maybe potentially, I guess, think about working in more like, like working for potentially a national agency instead of some local law enforcement agency. When I started in policing, there were hundreds of applicants for every cop job. Today, we're lucky if we have a dozen. 
Attracting good, qualified applicants is the name of the game, and nothing helps more than knowing what type of department the applicant is looking for. I want a that department with that has a good culture that they have some sort of like togetherness, but also like accountability is important. If that if like there's a way to toe that line, I want like a department that I don't know. Let's see, I want to have like coworkers that I could be friends with. You know, not when we're like on the job being business and being professional, that is absolutely fine. But I always enjoy like hanging out with people. And I think that a a department that has that sort of cohesiveness while working together and not would be pretty great. When I did the ride along, I asked, I was asking some uh, questions about some of the departments around that area. He was giving me some sort of insight into each of the departments, kind of what he thinks. And obviously that's going to be biased a little bit, but he was giving me a lot of insight on departments that were his, that he gave me insight on his department, on other departments, what kinds he would gravitate towards, which he would stay away from. And then just a lot of other sort of, hey, these are some things you got to keep in mind when you're going through the process. Whenever you get to a hiring stage, contact me. I'll hit you with some keywords that like the departments like to hear during interviews. And overall, just being really helpful for just trying to find a good place to work and trying to get through the process of actually getting hired on. I guess a lot of it's going to be I, I mean, I'm going to planning on asking inter- or questions during interviews and whatnot and trying to get some insight into what all these people, whether they're in the department or not, necessarily think about it. So right now, as far as I understand, some of the departments I've been looking at are somewhat like that. There are two very important points he makes here. First, the department's best recruiters are their own officers. If your officers are happy about the job, they will share that with the people that they meet and interact with on a regular basis. Make your people proud to work at your department and you will get more applicants. Second, you don't interview the recruits. The recruits interview you. He talks specifically about what he's looking for, how he's going to ask questions during the interview, and how he plans on using that information to make his decisions. As a profession, we are not used to this, but we'd better get used to it. I then asked him if he would be afraid to leave a department that didn't meet his expectations. It's clear that he understands the concepts of loyalty and he wants to be loyal to the department that hires him. At the same time, he's not going to forgo his own happiness and stay in an uncomfortable position. So I actually had a conversation with one of my uncles about this just this past weekend. He was saying he has some sort of like experience in law enforcement. And he was saying that if he was me right now, first applying, he personally wouldn't worry about, I guess, pissing off a department for like leaving. Like I've heard some small stories about people going to the academy on some smaller department's dime and then immediately transferring to someplace that is bigger. And I, I, I was sitting there and I was talking to him and I was like, I, I don't think I could do that personally. Like I wouldn't have a problem if it was a couple years down the line and I was, and I genuinely, genuinely didn't enjoy working with these people and. I think because that could affect how I view the job itself. But then again, I wouldn't want to just skip around to a bunch of departments and try to find the perfect one. I think it's kind of hard to make a judgment on that right now because I've never been in that position before. I was curious how important the community was when it came to choosing a police department. I would prefer a community that's a little bit nicer. When I was first uh, looking into law enforcement, I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to go work for NYPD and CPD and IMPD, maybe uh, departments that aren't really surrounded by communities that are seen as great. But I don't know. Now I kind of I've shifted a little bit um, of my perspective because I would like to work somewhere near where I live currently. And maybe my mom's gotten to me and maybe I want to work at some place that's a little bit safer, I guess. But I don't know, that that doesn't really, I guess, scare me trying to work at some place that may be a little bit more dangerous. But a nice community is definitely, I guess, what I gravitate towards. 
As a recruiter, I was always challenged with advertising. Where do I put the information about my hiring at? Do I put it in the newspaper? Do I put it online? Do I go on the radio? Do I make a TV ad? These were all challenges that I had. So I was very curious where he went to find out about open jobs. Mostly I've been going to ILEA jobs online. I went on the ride along with a guy and he said he'd be checking, if he was me, he'd be checking that weekly, bi-weekly, whatever it takes uh, just to find all these jobs that um, are posted on there from pretty much departments all over. So that's really what I've been checking a lot and focusing on. There's also LinkedIn that I have. I've, I've tried a little bit on there and it hasn't really come to fruition yet. And also there's Handshake. The application process for a police department is typically very involved. Often, new applicants are unaware of steps in the process and can easily become overwhelmed. I wanted to know if he was ready for the hiring process and what parts of the process made him nervous. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard actually quite a lot. I understand that there's a physical test, there's a mental test that really happened essentially at the same time, as far as I've seen. And then there's interviews that I'm going to have to go through psyche valves. I know that there's the um, academy that I'm going to have to go through as well. So quite a while, and I know it'll take a long time from all that I've heard. I would I would say that the probably the interview portion would make me the most nervous. I would I like to think of myself as pretty good at interviewing, but it's there's just still something about it that kind of makes my hands sweat a little bit, but there's still uh, a little bit of unknown. I don't know if my answers are good enough. I don't know if the, I guess, even type of answers that I'm giving are good enough. And so I'm confident about it, but there's still just kind of that subconscious, like, what if? Drug usage. That question can make or break an applicant. In the past, law enforcement agencies would consider any illegal drug use as an immediate disqualifier. Today, with the legalization of marijuana spreading across the United States, it is becoming more difficult for agencies to find an applicant who has not tried some type of illegal drug. I was very curious about his experiences, and he was kind enough to share. So I have very like sparse drug usage. Like I don't even know if you could qualify it as a history of drug usage. I have smoked weed a handful of times. And the last time it was a couple years ago. I have never used anything besides that. I really have no interest in it. I don't enjoy it. So whenever I have had to fill that out on an application, I've I mean I've been honest. And to the best of my memory, it's only been the times I can I, I can count on one hand. So not really anything that I guess worries me. I feel like I'm a little bit skewed on that. All of my friends have and they're not doing it every day, but it's somewhat regularly are very into drugs more than just marijuana. And so I guess these people that I've surrounded myself with aren't necessarily the best. I guess they're not really the best sample to take from, but essentially all that all the people that I know have at least tried it once. Finally, I asked him how he was going to make his ultimate decision on a department. I think a kind of going back to what I was valuing, depending on the pay, depending on the area, if it's a lot closer to where I live, then that will definitely weigh in. That's kind of where like pay and benefits come in. That's where, as far as like I can tell from the interviews and me asking questions, what are, what's the department like? What's the culture like? And so it's kind of those smaller things that what could make the difference in that. Say hello to your new applicant. In my last three years at the department, I was responsible for recruiting and hiring new officers, and I hired 43 new officers in just three years. This is exactly what the new generation of applicants sound like. They are the future of your police department, and understanding their thought process and why they want to be a police officer is critical in the hiring process. And this is the story we have to tell. Blue Canary is here to help you tell your stories. And I couldn't do that without the help of some very generous sponsors. Let's take a quick break to hear from one. 
Help your team rise to increasing expectations with Agency 360's cloud-based software. Whether it is for the training of new employees or annual performance evaluations, Agency 360 can help trainers and supervisors streamline documentation, create consistency, and communicate clearly. Help retention by setting the tone and culture early with Agency 360. Learn more at agency360.com. That's A-G-E-N-C-Y 360.com. Thank you for joining. As always, I'm curious what questions you're getting asked. What isn't the news covering? What story needs to be told? Connect with me at bluecanarypodcast at gmail.com. Bluecanary.